Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Codify, your go-to podcast about all things computer science. I'm one of your co-hosts, Marla. And I'm also one of your co-hosts, Avia. So today we're going to be going into bioinformatics and uh, kind of going into the biggest breakthroughs that we've had with it uh, this year, as well as just the different fundamental principles and the applications that we're seeing today. So before we get started, I want to quickly define what bioinformatics is and kind of give a, a bigger background. So on like a professional definition, bioinformatics is the application of tools and computation to capture and interpret biological data. So what that basically means is taking different uh, computer science principles, taking math and physics and biology and combining all of these fields together in order to create one that can really analyze biological data on like a really big scale and have really big results. And I think it's one of the most important yet, like, I don't wanna say underrated, but um, not talked about enough. I definitely think it, it we need to give it more, more credit because it's been doing so much for biology and it's had lots of breakthroughs this year. Okay, so the term bioinformatics was initially coined by Ben Hesper and Pauline Hogwedge to um, describe how we can use biological data and then incorporate that with computer science. And it was first like used specifically on like one type of DNA sequence, but then ever since it has become a broader term for anything um, within bioinformatics. And I think a lot of people think of this field as something that is very new and emerging because computers weren't developed that long ago, but it actually had its beginnings, I would say in the early 1960s, when scientists started using different types of microscopes and just very, very basic like handwritten algorithms and different computer processes to analyze protein sequences. And later in the 1990s and the 2000s, there was a lot of big advancements in molecular biology and in computer science. And I think when we started to have those breakthroughs that really made um, pushed bioinformatics in a new direction and into a new era, because there's so many more tools available for these scientists to utilize and to give into their work. And so that just this huge increase in data and technology brought about so many new things with bioinformatics, um, but it also brought about a lot of challenges we'll get into later. Okay, so um, that's one of the biggest uh, histories of bioinformatics. And now I want to kind of go into the biggest uses of bioinformatics. So number one is through genomics, which is analyzing the human gene structure. And so that can be through evolution. So like how has our genome evolved from ancient times to, to today, or there's also proteomics, which is studying the uh, like structure and function of different proteins. And we have other subfields within that that analyze like transcription DNA, as well as different microbial samples, and uh, even like the phylogenic, like uh, genetic, like uh, trees within different molecular data. And even in drug discovery and medicine, I think there's just, it's peeking into so many different industries that it's hard to place one specific application. But if I had to, it would definitely be within the human genome. So that's a general overview of bioinformatics. Do you wanna go a bit more into how it's being used specifically within biology, computer science, and IT? 
Yeah, so just like how you said, it's being used a lot in genomics and proteomics, which is what, um, which is relating to protein structure, function interactions, along with transcription and metagenomics and phylogenetics. So just to go more into that, for genomics, it really helps a lot with interpreting the vast amount of data generated by DNA sequencing. T- sequencing technologies and so this can include genome assembly annotation comparative genomics and variant analysis and so it's really just helpful for going really into depth into genomics and interpreting the vast amount of data and then in proteomics it bioinformatics is used to analyze the data that relates to protein structure function and interactions and this can just involve a lot of analysis and even predictions of how proteins are going to form and how they're going to function, along with how they're going to interact with each other. And then bioinformatics can also help to study gene expression patterns because it can really help in analyzing RNA sequencing data to understand gene expression levels, along with helping to understand alternative splicing, which is more just going into a lot of biology, and even regulatory mechanisms. There's also the fact that bioinformatics can help with studying genetic material, which has been recovered directly from environmental samples. So they can just basically be used to analyze and interpret the data to, in order to understand microbial diversity, community structure, and function in various ecosystems. And then just like how you said with like all the trees and stuff, for phylogenetic trees, um, it can really in, in analyze molecular sequence data to infer evolutionary history. And it's just basically really cool because it can go back in time and predict what, like, how, a, how an organism evolved. And then it can also be used for drug discovery and development, which can be like target identification or virtual screening of compounds. It can really help facilitate personalized medicine as well by analyzing individual genetic information, which can really help with optimized strategies and just finding the best therapies or treatments for a person. And then there are also things like systems biology, which aim to understand overall biological systems, which in in systems biology, it really helps to just model and simulate biological systems to really see how they're working and how they how they're regulated. There's also structural biology because bioinformatics can be used to predict and analyze the 3D structure of biomolecules, and that is really crucial in understanding their functions. There's and obviously bioinformatics does intersect with biomedical informatics, which focuses on the management and analysis of biomedical data, including like health records, medical imaging, and clinical data. And then like for computer science and IT, bioinformatics is used a lot to process and analyze large volumes of genomic data efficiently because there's certain algorithms and computational tools that can be involved that are involved with bioinformatics. There can also be data integration analysis tools and more computational methods, which include molecular modeling and simulation that have been brought in by bioinformatics. And all of that just really helps with analysis and like comparing and predicting and all of that. And it just helps to um, helps to predict things for a large amount of data and really analyze huge amount of data at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, re- I think like the main like the main use case of bioinformatics, and as you like went into earlier, was just simulation and modeling. 
because if we look at what bioinformatics was, or even just biology when it was uh, before the computer, it was a lot of physical modeling and a lot of physical structuring. And that took up a lot of time, especially without the computer algorithms that we have today. So it's really amazing to see how it's being used in so many different areas. Um, there are like genomics and structural biology and even like phylogenetics and things. So I definitely uh, think that it's just being used in a wide uh, area of things. Okay, so now I'm gonna go more into what have been the biggest breakthroughs with bioinformatics in this past year. So the biggest one is human genome retelling, also known as the Human Genome Project. So for some background information, the Human Genome Project, it's, um, it's an international research project that was initially launched all the way back in 1990. And the main goal of this project was to map out the entire human genome. And the human genome is like massive. There's like billions, if not trillions of different DNA sequences that we have to analyze. And for the most part, it was basically completed in 2003. Uh, around 92% of the human genome was mapped out. It was figured out by 2003. However, there were a lot of holes in our knowledge. Like there were some areas where we didn't fully understand what something meant. And I think we, bridged a lot of those gaps this year. And one of the biggest examples that I'd like to bring in is the discovery of the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes. So these genes have been associated with like breast and ovarian cancer. And until this year, there wasn't a lot of like big information on how they're related, uh, especially when it comes to a lot of diseases that we see today, like um, Alzheimer's and heart disease and even diabetes. And so by um, using bioinformatics, we were able to find these genes. So that's a, a big overview of the Human Genome Project. And the role that bioinformatics has played has really just been the sheer amount of data that we've been able to collect alongside the algorithms that we have been able to develop in order to analyze uh, just the human body, especially on that very molecular level. And so before this uh, big project, bioinformatics was used on a very small scale, like to analyze one single DNA sequence or one different, like one really small part, but we've been able to develop a lot of algorithms and different software to process like thousands of gigabytes or even pegabytes of uh, different genomic data. And we've been able to create this database where researchers from all around the world can access that data. And it's just been really helpful in um, creating new treatments and new diagnoses of different diseases, as well as just spreading more information to uh, other researchers around the world and helping kind of, in a way, like foster innovation because we've been able to share that much information. Yeah, so the main point uh, that I wanted to bring across is that bioinformatics has really helped the Human Genome Project gap a lot of the um, like misconceptions and different gaps that we have in, uh, in the human genome and create new software in order to process that data. So that is the Human Genome Project, which was one of the biggest breakthroughs this year when it comes to bioinformatics. And the second one I want to bring up is DNA sequencing. So this does kind of go back into the project, but specifically this year, scientists have been able to take like any human and then analyze their whole uh, genome in just a matter of hours. And before this year, uh, most doctors would say like rapid sequencing would take a few weeks. 
because if we look at the billions of different gene combinations in our body, it's just simply too much for a single computer to analyze. But through long DNA sequencing, which is a new type, a new method of reading our data, we've been able to make that leap from a few weeks to a few hours. So uh, in traditional techniques, what would happen is we would take a part of our DNA, um, and remember this DNA has like thousands, thousands, if not tens of thousands of base pairs, and we would cut it up and we would analyze each segment and then spell out the exact order of DNA base pairs within each segment and then piece them together uh, using some sort of software. But this approach, the main disadvantage that it brings is that it doesn't capture every single thing in our genome because there are um, some errors when it comes to cutting it up. And also it can just have a lot of like variations and it damages the DNA. And there's just a long list of different ethical issues as well. And so what long read sequencing has been able to do is it's been able to analyze data that is really long without cutting it up but it provides a much similar accuracy. So dare I say, I think long, uh, long read sequencing was the biggest breakthrough that led to us being able to analyze a human in a few hours, which led to uh, the bigger human genome project. So those were the biggest breakthroughs this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. And then I know that there have been even more breakthroughs, so I'll just go into those to continue mm -hmm. our breakthrough discussion. Um, so bioinformatics has not only done all the things that you've just talked about in terms of DNA and genes, but it's also really helped with um, drug discovery. So AI-driven drug, drug discovery has been going on for a while, and like its name suggests, it has to do with applying artificial intelligence or AI and machine learning techniques to discover new drugs. And that's seen a lot of progress because of bioinformatics. It basically, AI-driven drug discovery involves using computational models to predict interactions between molecules and biological targets, which allows for the identification of potential drug candidates, which then allows for their properties to be optimized and so that drugs can be really discovered and in a really optimized way. And so one of the biggest breakthroughs that's come from um, bioinformatics is the development of deep learning models that can accurately predict the binding affinity between small molecules and target proteins. And what, while this might be a little bit hard to understand, what this basically means is that it really allows for large data sets to be analyzed and so molecular structures and biological activity can be really measured. And so that means that complex patterns and relationships can be learned in order to find the best drugs and optimize that process. So why this is so important is because it's really helped to find a bunch of therapeutics and a bunch of new drugs for wide ranges of diseases, including cancer, infectious diseases, and neurological disorders. And it's just been really amazing because it can it can help with screening such large chemical libraries and predict their biological activity, which means that researchers can prioritize the most promising candidates for further experiments and to see further on if they are really the best drugs to be used and things like that. And so it just really helps with accelerating the drug development process because so much data can be analyzed so easily. And then aside from just AI-driven drug discovery, there has also been this new thing that's been introduced called the AlphaFold database. 
So basically, AlphaFold is a deep learning-based system developed by DeepMind, which is the company that's behind this, and that is a subsidiary of another com- of a like its parent company called Alphabet Incorporated. And it basically helps to predict protein folding structures with a really good accuracy. So DeepMind actually recently introduced the AlphaFold database, which helps to provide access to predicted protein structures for a wide range of organisms. And so what bioinformatics really helped with is how accurate AlphaFold's predictions really are. There, there's already um, experimental methods that um, exist, such as X-ray crystallography and cryo-electron micro- microscopy. But AlphaFold's predictions have even been shown to, and it's just so accurate with its predictions that it's provided researchers with such great, valuable structural structural information for so many different proteins, including those with unknown structures, which is just super cool because it really helps researchers to gain insights into protein function, interactions, and dynamics, which is really crucial for understanding biological processes and developing targeted therapeutics. So this can really help to for drug discovery, just like um, AI-driven drug discovery helped with before, and personalized medicine. It really helps to facilitate new design of drugs by providing insights into protein-drug inf- interactions and target identification. It also helps to interpret genetic variants associated with diseases and design specific treatments, which would be tailored to individual patients themselves. So this just really helps a lot in the healthcare industry, and bioinformatics can be combined with AI and machine learning to just drive so much innovation in both the biology and medicine industries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely do agree with that last part you said, that the biggest, like, benefit it brings is just fostering innovation, because we have introduced so many new databases and so many different ways of discovering how to improve things. And that can just spark a lot of other minds of people who are interested in bioinformatics to pursue an issue that they care about within the field and then create new solutions for it. So I definitely think that's a really important benefit as well. Okay, so now I do want to kind of start another discussion on what bioinformatics will look like in the future. So I've been kind of hinting at this all of this episode but I do think the biggest advantage that it's going to bring is just a more like available range of technology and information that can help others do what they need to do. So again, with the different databases that we've talked about with the AlphaFold database and with the Human Genome Project, those are just gonna bring a lot, it's gonna bring like technology as a whole on another level of of accessibility. And so I think that's a really important breakthrough that we'll have in the future is just helping more people discover different uh, types of data. Yeah. Yeah. And along with that, I think it really helps, just like we've been saying throughout this episode, it'll really help with analyzing a whole ton of biological data at a time, which I think could really advance biology as a whole and really make it more accelerated and more efficient, along with providing more of a comprehensive understanding of biological systems and disease mechanisms in order to really get better treatments and get better medicines that can really treat individual patients way better than it has before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of going more on like the disadvantage, like any obstacles that we might face. I think one thing that we potentially might see is uh, like a lot of, I don't want to say corruption, but a lot of miscalculations in the data itself and how one mishap 
can create this chain effect where it produces inaccurate results, which can uh, like impact a, a lot of people, especially if it's a it's, if it's known to be a very famous or a very um, like quote unquote like reliable source of uh, like the algorithm. And so I think that's one error that we might face. But overall, I think the future for bioinformatics is really promising and it's going to bring a lot of good uh, just to medicine and for humans in general. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Okay, anything else? I think that's good. Okay, sounds good. So thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to DM us on our Instagram at codify underscore podcast. And we'll see you guys with our next episode. Bye.